MNK Takwaye now presents Season 4 Recap. I'm Marissa Snyder. And I'm Katie Bradford. And this is our Young Adult Fiction Podcast. And this week, we didn't read a book. (laughs) We are doing our season four recap, which is our recap of our year in books. And again, I can't believe we're at season four. I was trying to remember what we did in our recaps previously, and I was listening to last season's episode, and we were talking about how our podcast was going to be a senior in high school, and I guess now he's... (laughs) graduating he's going to college (laughs) do you you think they did well in their applications what kind of school did our podcast get into Mm, that's a good question (laughs) I mean maybe they don't even go to college maybe they're taking a gap year they're definitely doing virtual classes because COVID's still happening I guess so that's true it's insane that it's been four years it doesn't feel like it at all like we're going on year five that's bananas and I know we People are probably like, you say this all the time, but I still feel like when I talk to people, I'm like, oh yeah, we just started a podcast. And then they're like, how long have you been doing it? And I'm like, oh, this is almost four years or, you know, whatever. And it's like, wow, I guess we do, we do know things. It feels sometimes like we still don't because there's still plenty to learn or ways we can improve or things that go wrong. But when I do think back to like the first month, we have come a long way since then. We have, but we've to- I think we've plateaued a bit because it's like really easy to get stuck in bad habits. So yes. I feel like, I don't feel like we're doing anything better. I think we're just kind of, which is fine, I, but I think we're just kind of, you know. We're comfortable. Plugging along. Yeah, yeah we're, we're comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> we're comfortably middle-aged at this point. <laughs> Story of my life, actually. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, just the fact that we've been able to do uh, half a book a week for the last four years like that's so many books and I know like part of it is because we both just want to read so much like there's such a huge list of YA books that we both have and it just keeps growing um so it does feel good that we were able to get through so many good series and it is funny I actually if you had asked me back then I knew there were a lot of series but I don't think I realized like, our list is still, it's growing even as we read books. Like, it's not like we're replacing one for oh, one. No. I feel like we're constantly adding series at a faster rate than we're reading them. And it is just kind of, like, I don't think I would be as exposed to this much YA literature if we weren't doing the podcast. Uh, yeah, I don't think so either. And I think what's interesting is, like, there's so much being published right now that, like, I feel like when we started this, we had a list of series that we knew existed that we wanted to get to and I feel like we haven't gotten to half of those because there's always like something new and different being published that we're kind of chasing so I feel like some of the books we originally had on our list probably seem so dated now they're like back in the early 2000s and it's just like well I don't know if we'll ever get to you (laughs) sorry (laughs) and anything that talks about a plague now we uh, have such a different view on after living through this year and (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to read anything with a plague in it forget it I've lived it it's not exciting (laughs) well we'll see maybe there'll be dystopian fiction post-plague that I don't 
what world do you think we'll end up in in five years? Hunger Games? No. (laughs) (laughs) That seems like where it's headed. Dread Nation, maybe? Um, Okay, you have some stats that you pulled on our books and reading activity for the year, right? Yep. So I kind of the same stuff I think I've pulled the last few years. So we did end up getting through eight series again this year, which I was kind of impressed by because at least the last few months as um, I've been dealing with my pregnancy stuff, I know I've slowed us down a little bit, but we still had a, a really good year from that sense. And we did 19 books across the eight series. Wow. And page count is 7,681 pages. That's it? That seems light. I mean... No, I mean, I guess that yeah, makes seven, sense. Six, eight, one. So okay. that's like an average of 400 pages a book, 404 pages a book. Wow. And we didn't read, I mean, this still sounds long, but our longest book was only 560 pages. We've read Which like... Which book was that? That was Deathless Divide. Okay. Um, and previous years, we've read like books above 600 and I think even above 800 pages. So at least this year, I feel like... For the most part, our, our books are pretty similar. And our shortest book was 305 pages, which is longer than our shortest have been in previous years as well. So um, the queen of nothing. In um, the other seasons, we've read eight series as well, actually. Yeah. I was just looking back at season one, two, and three. And we've in every season, we've read eight series. So I thought we were going to be like way behind on this season in terms of number of, of series read. Just because, you know, we did have some issues, but we still made like our quota. <laughs> exactly. And there were a few differences. We didn't do as many short stories this year and we did do this, the standalone. So I'm counting the Kingdom of Back as a series, but that was a standalone. Oh, that's true. And we read a lot of duologies this year. We barely read any trilogies. Honestly, we only read two duologies. Everything else was a trilogy. Oh, <laughs> I know. I, I felt the same way. I thought we read a ton. So we did The Cruel Prince right. by Holly that Black, was which trilogy. was a trilogy. Ash Princess by Laura Sebastian. That was a trilogy. The Kingdom of Back was a standalone by Marie Lu. Then we did, I forget what the series is called, but The Bear and the Nightingale by Catherine Arden, that trilogy. Mm-hmm. And then Dread Nation, that was a duology. Shadow of the Fox by Julie Kagawa, that was a trilogy. Spend the Dawn. Oh, you're right. Three. We did three duologies. Spend the Dawn and Star Touch Queen were both duologies. But still, I mean, I'm just impressed with us. <laughs> no quadrologies this year. We've always done a quadrology. Yeah, we've always done usually at least one <laughs> quadrology. But gosh, those are those are tough. They take up so much time. And we had 40 episodes this season so far. So once we, I guess once this will be our 41st or 42nd if we count bloopers and this one that'll get us to 42 for the year um and that was the 19 books and then we had that one bonus episode remember how we were going to do the beautiful and the damned and then heard about the third book coming out so we had like that that switch and then this is actually one of my favorite episodes but the husband book game one that we posted was our the judge of book fights cover that was fun that was really fun. We should do that again because we have read a lot more books. Maybe at the end of next season or something, we can do a redo. That's a great maybe idea. Maybe we can like, ooh, we should have like your sister and Megan or like our sisters play or something. Oh, a sister thing. Oh, I love that idea. That would be actually really fun. We could, we could play the same game and just Although, have... does, your, does your sister read YA? I feel like actually my sister might read too many of them. Maybe Erin doesn't read Mine doesn't. No. Okay. I mean, not, not that much. That would be actually hysterical. I love that idea. 
Because I know yeah, we... we'll have to come up with something fun like that. We always say, like, we're going to try and do more super fan episodes, but they, they are really hard to organize, and it would be nice, but, you know, if we don't get to it, I'm not going to be crushed. Well, and you mentioned this earlier about how we plateaued a little bit, and I think we might have mentioned this on our... Or maybe we didn't yet, but we talked about other ways we might change up the podcast next year, and... Just doing half a book a week, getting a podcast edited, recorded when we're in different time zones, um, edited, Re- doing the reading, <laughs> um, posted, getting the reading done, getting the research done, like everything that goes into it. It's been really hard to do extra stuff, especially this year, I think, because of just like the emotional aspect of COVID and just like adjusting to different life. And I have a new job and the baby coming and all this stuff. So I think... As we shift certain things and free up time, maybe on our standard approach, it'll give us some podcast time back to do some of the fun stuff that we've wanted to do. And just honestly, I haven't had time for. Yeah. And honestly, like, I think something we could do too is it would be fun to just to like, maybe we add more things in each episode, like instead of doing, I mean, we we will continue doing the research component because I think a lot of people like that, but um you know, we used to say, what's your favorite scene that you'd want to be made into a movie? Maybe we have, like, different questions like that that would kind of spruce up the episodes. Yeah. No, I like that for sure. Yeah. We're open. We're going to try and (laughs) mix it up a little bit, at least. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I think it's just, it's hard to, like, be a perfectionist and have a podcast. Like, you really can't that those two things like don't go together really well. Um, so yeah, I think, I mean, I think there were times in 2020 where we both were kind of frustrated in terms of like what we could do, but I have to say like, looking back, I'm so proud that we still were able to like put out an episode and do what we did. Cause it was a really tough year. It was. And we're actually, our downloads are up 10% year over year. What? So even without changing too much, we've still increased a little bit. <laughs> amazing um okay should we talk a little bit about the books we read this year yeah um I just made a list of questions that I can share yeah let's start with that I did I I have like some fun questions to ask you but they're not really related to the series so why don't we start with your your questions okay I just have um like superlatives like your favorites okay fill in the blank um okay let's start with your favorite fantastical world that we visited Ooh, that is a good one. Do you have an answer already? Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down all my answers because I had to think about them, which I, in hindsight, I should have sent you this list before so that you would have had a chance to think of answers. But um, we'll put you on the spot. So my favorite world that we visited this year was the Shadow of the Fox world um, by Julie Kagawa. I really loved learning about like the kitsune legend and like the the scroll of a thousand prayers and the um enchanted sword i just thought it was so creative and i loved that it was a non-western world that we could learn a little bit about um and i thought it was clever and fun but here here's my question though would, if we went to that world, would we just be regular old humans? Because I think I'd really hate being a human in that world because I'd just want to be something cooler. Oh, I didn't even think about like what world you'd want to visit. I meant like in real life. I meant just like reading about virtually visiting. Oh, okay. Just favorite <laughs> like, okay. 
Okay, I'm not even thinking the right thing. I mean, I would love to be a Kitsune spirit in that world, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Then I think I might agree. I also, I mean, this wasn't even a different world, but I just loved Dread Nation and like the the whole setting, like the way, I thought it was such a unique idea. It was sort of combining this dystopian element, but also like we went back in time, not forward in time. And like, you know, I, just something about like that setting, I think has stuck with me in some ways more than a lot of the other books we've read, at least this year. So I I would definitely die if I had to go back there. But also as a human, that would be like the thing I'd want to be. <laughs> Although Even maybe... in the zombie world? Wow. You're brave. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be a zombie. I'd want to be a better scientist than that one guy. Yeah. I don't remember any, any character's names, shocker, <laughs> because I barely remembered when I read them. Um, and then I was also thinking, I loved learning, like, even though I didn't think I was a big fairy fan, I actually really liked the Cruel Prince series, but I would 100% get taken advantage of and not be happy if I had to go back to, like, the Cruel Prince world. I don't think there's any world in this series, or in this uh, season, that I would like to visit as a human. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> they're, all, they're all too brutal. Um, okay, next question was, who was your favorite villain? Ooh, that is another good one. Okay, who's yours? So mine was Prince Cardin from yeah. The Cruel Prince. But was he even really a villain? Because he also kind of ended up being like the ally, sort of. Yeah. I still count him as a villain because he was so nasty. He was the villain in like the first book. No, that's, that, I mean, I think I agree he's the villain. I, I mean, you would go with Shadow of the Fox with this one because I kind of liked how it was like, we weren't even sure who the villain, like there were so many players and so many different motives and I, but I thought they were well defined. And then even like some of the questions about like her heritage and like how mm-hmm. her dad fit into things. And, and it, it was also kind of like at first we almost felt like our two main characters were opposed, but then they were, I don't know, just like there were, I, I just, I really liked the way people sort of shifted allegiances at different points. And like, there was also like, demon big bad magic mm-hmm. like scary creatures as villains that were pretty pretty legit yeah absolutely i mean hakai mono i don't know if i would consider him the villain i think i know right that's what i'm saying like it's hard i but i like love that i love when the bad guy also has sort of redeeming qualities and then would you consider the like her dad or like the old fox man wizard guy i don't remember oh but, but we didn't even know he was around and i mean you know so it was just like it, there wasn't like a clear like this is there's no like queen lavana in this in that series but yeah there was because there was um lady but even she i mean like she just had uh what's her name what, what, i forget her name oh do you mean the first lady yeah the one who killed the ghost oh i was thinking of the other lady you're right she was just like straight up bad news the one who killed suki yeah Lady Santomi, right? Lady Santomi. Okay, that was the one where they have the um, the talking skull too, right? Yeah, and there were just some great images too. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about her. She is a good villain, yeah, and she, she was like bad one. the whole time. She didn't have any kind of redeeming. I was thinking about um, the one who hired Tatsumi or whatever. Not who hired him, but who like led his. Plan. At first, I thought that's who you were talking about. I was like, she was kind of bad, but oh, not entirely bad. Right. Uh, that was uh, one of my favorite series altogether. I love the Shadow of the Fox. That was one. a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what was your favorite relationship? Romantic relationship. Hmm. 
Mine was Gari and Vikram from Crown of Wishes. I loved their banter and like how witty their dialogue was, and I liked how like playful Vikram was. He had some really funny one-liners. I maybe would go with the Bear and the Nightingale one because oh, I kind of liked how they. It was like so. It was like not traditional, and it was um, it was like the winter or the snow guy. What was his name? The Winter King. The Winter yeah. King. I don't know. I just I really appreciate. It was yeah. It was really unique. I thought I I enjoyed that one. I mean that one was pretty different because it was hard for me to predict. Oh for sure. And he wasn't human, you know. And he wasn't like a fairy. He was. And she didn't like give up what she wanted to be with him. Not that I think I think a lot of um, our characters managed to be true to themselves. But I like that it, she she like found. I, I I just felt like it was a it was a good ending for the both of them. Actually, Vasilisa would be a good answer for my next question, which was, who is your favorite main character? There's just so many good ones. There are. I'm going with Jane from Dread Nation. I was going to say the same thing, actually. <laughs> I, like, just loved her. Oh, she was great. She was so good. I mean, just so tough and smart and... Yeah. Or not a true main character, but the horse and the bear and the nightingale. What was his name again? Solovey. Oh, right. He was, to be fair, a secondary character, but he was by far my favorite sidekick in this 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 season. Better than Kamala, the horse from the Star Trek Queen? Yes, although I do think they'd make great friends. Maybe if Kamala had been in it a little bit more. Yeah, we didn't get to see her. Because I think she was on the right track, but yeah. I'm trying to think if there's a side, their sidekick character that I really liked. Hmm. I really liked Daisuke from Shadow of the Fox. I wouldn't call him a sidekick, but he was one of my favorite side characters, I guess. That's true. I like the Ronin even more. Oh, yes. (laughs) Actually, they were just, that was like a great cast of side characters because they all almost felt like main characters, but they weren't technically the leads. But like her whole like traveling band of helpers, I liked all of them. The the, like kind of snarky lady with the prayer sheets and stuff. What was her name again? Rika, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, this one's tough. Favorite series. Like, if you had to pick one series you read this year that was your favorite, which would it be? Okay, so I think I'm going to say The Cruel Prince because I g- think I gave two of those five stars. And oh wow! at most, I think I gave one a five star for the other series. I think it was also just like I went into that series expecting to not like it much at all so I don't know why but like it just (laughs) it was such a delight on top of that I hate fairies and I probably just went I didn't even read fairy stories but I just probably heard enough from you where I was like this is probably gonna suck I don't know why that was just my attitude going into it and I was like pleasantly surprised the or dread nation I really just again thought that was such an interesting concept or and I had low expectations for that one, too, because I'm not, like, a zombie person. So, or the bear and the nightingale. <laughs> I, I liked a lot this year, actually, now that I'm yeah, thinking about it. Yeah, we read it. a lot of good ones. I think my, my favorite was Dread Nation, because I'm a sucker for, like, alternate historical fantasy. Mm-hmm. Love that concept. And you like zombie stories, don't and you? And I love zombies. Yeah, I love yeah. me a zombie story. Give yeah. me zombies over fairies any day of the week. I will take it happily. Also, again, I was listening to last season and we talked about how you love like the evil scientist trope or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yep. we definitely got that in, in this series as well. But I also really like the enemies to lovers trope, yep. which is why I picked Vikram and Gari for my main, for my like 
most favorite romantic relationship. But Cardin and Jude had a pretty good friends to enemy. I mean, that was like intense enemies to friend to lovers. Yeah, like longtime lifelong enemies. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that was my list. Oh no, I had also the the last question I had was, what was your favorite non podcast book of the year? Because I know both of us read extensively beyond the podcast. Um, I know I read 80 books, 81 books this year. I've read 99 so far, so I'm hoping to get to 100. I was going to say, I'm sure you've read (laughs) many more than me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so what was your favorite non-podcast book of the year? I feel like I'm thinking of, like, again, I always have recency bias. I'm thinking of, like, books I've really loved in the last month, but I'm trying to think back to the whole year. Mm, It's tough. I really liked Americana. That one's been out for forever, but I didn't get to it till this year, and I thought that was really good. I really mm-hmm. like Maybe You Should Talk to Someone um, by Lori Gottlieb. I really like that one. Oh, I just finished that. Yeah, that was that was hard for me to get through. I mean, not in a not because it was a bad book. It was an amazing book, but just some of the things were really heavy. It took me a long time to get through it, surprisingly, but I like enjoyed it while I was reading it, so I... Enjoyed. Yeah. I don't even know if that's the right verb, but <laughs> that would be my favorite favorite though. I really like V.E. Schwab's *The Invisible Life of Addie Rue*. Larue. Oh, I didn't read that. But that was also kind of a recent read. *The Hate You Give*. Is it YA or is it, it adult? Is, I think it's adult. I think there's enough okay. adult stuff, but it's not like super adult. It's it's a little long. I felt like it was more of a character-driven story than I'm used to with V.E. Mm. Schwab, but I like that and I just think I like her writing style and I thought it was a really interesting concept I don't know what was your favorite (sighs) um I had a couple so I'd say I really liked the book of longings by Sue Monk Kidd it was a historical novel I think you would really like it it um reimagines the bible if Jesus had a wife um I have it on my bookshelf right now yes and it's from her perspective right Anna yeah it is from her perspective, yeah. So I just really liked that for just kind of the uniqueness of it. And then mm-hmm. the other one that I really liked was uh, Plain Bad Heroines by Emily Danforth. Hmm. I don't think I've even heard of that. It's a gothic, uh, it's a gothic queer romance that is set uh, partly in the early 1900s at a boarding school for girls. And then the second hmm. half takes place in like modern times um and it's about a girl who was killed back in the day and in the present era they're trying to make a film about it but there's like a curse kind of surrounding the boarding school and it is like a very haunting but beautiful story and it's it's just really it's really different and it's really good it's like a story within a story kind of book, which I love. I always want to like like gothic genre books more than I do. Mm. So I might not rush out to buy that one. But if given the opportunity, <laughs> I will I will check it out. I do trust you for the most part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely unsettling. And the what I like is the book is, I mean, the book is enormous. It's really, it was the longest book I read this year. Oh, but wow. it also has these really amazing illustrations throughout it, which I love. Um, so it, it just like, it ticked all my boxes in terms of like gothic, historical, creepy, fascinating stories. I liked it. 
I really like Disappearing Earth. Oh, I haven't I haven't even read that. Um, it's based in like a really remote, like inhospitable part of Russia, and every chapter is told from a different perspective over the course of a month. But oh. it's all like part of the same community, so you're kind of hearing like you know maybe this character is related to the last character because like one's the mom of the last character's best friend or something but there is kind of the story told throughout and how it's impacted all these different people in the community but then also you're kind of like doing these kind of mm-hmm. deep almost short stories into the kind of individual characters like what's most important to them um so it's just kind of like a yeah. cool way to tell the story i don't know i read a lot of good books this year this looks good other book that i read this year that i really loved was uh cemetery boys I have been meaning to add that to my list. I have not read it yet. That was a new YA release that came out that was so good. Oh my gosh. I loved it so much. It was by Aiden Thomas. And it was, it brought in like Mexican culture and it was, there were fantasy elements. The main character was trans and it was just like, oh, I don't know, really well done. Um, that, those are all my questions that I had. So Okay, I want to play like this or that or would you rather but like Ooh, book okay themed. love that let's do it okay um so first question <clears throat> given a physical book would you prefer hardcover or paperback paperback because it's lighter and i can carry it around places i used to always be a paperback person i think now because we take pictures for the podcast or something i've like enjoyed getting hardbacks more but i think i prefer mm. reading a paperback um let's see do you (laughs) like to read in silence or with music or background noise silence me too although I can read anywhere no how can you read while listening to music no because I I didn't even think I could do that (laughs) I can barely even work while listening to music because I only listen to music where I like want to really listen to it I feel like so I have a problem um let's see uh do you prefer reading indoors or outdoors I will read anywhere happily (laughs) I don't have a preference what about like if you were if you were reading at home, would you prefer like the couch or your bed or like where's your go to reading spot at home? Um, on my couch with my heating pad and a blanket over me and a candle lit and a cup of Earl Grey tea next to me. That's got very specific, very fast. But no, I like it. I can picture it. I'm I'm into it with banjo next to me. Okay, what about print versus ebook? <sighs> oh, there's just so many good things about both. Um. I like print because it forces me to walk to the library and get my exercise. (laughs) I like ebook because I can read anywhere, like in the bathtub, on a train, anywhere. So I like ebooks for mobility. And you can read like at at night without turning on the light if you have a backlit reader. And you can like look up words and stuff right in your ebook. And you can highlight things without highlighting them. Yeah, I think that's very useful. But even though I'm saying all these pros of ebooks, you know I'm a print girl. Yeah. And my biggest <laughs> thing about that, too, is I just, A, love to look at my books and love other people to look at my books so that I can talk <laughs> about my books with them or lend them out. And then, I don't know if you do this, what about audiobooks? How do audiobooks compare with ebooks and print books? For you? I do not dabble in audiobooks because I don't remember them at all. <laughs> like, I can barely remember books when I read them, but if I listen to them, there's absolutely nothing retained I don't know what it is uh and I also I don't like how ebooks are so slow like whenever you listen to someone talk like I can read a book very fast 
faster than someone reading it to you. Yeah, and if I have Mm -hmm. to wait for someone to read it for me, that's, like, very frustrating. I've heard you – I also don't audiobook, although I'm considering trying it out for next year. The big reason I haven't is also because I'm not sure how to count it on my Goodreads, which sounds so stupid, but I'm like, I want to know how much I actually read, and I know it still counts if you listen to it, but also it sort of doesn't count. I don't know. Like, I just haven't figured out how to track, like, my pages read versus pages listened to. But um, I heard you can speed them up. But I also think I'd be bad at focusing if I wasn't, like, reading the words. Even as a kid, as my dad read to me, which I loved, Mm -hmm. but I'd, like, have to read over his shoulder. Like, I (laughs) I wanted to read at the same time. He had trust issues. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it was trust. It just, like, helped me focus. There's something about reading the book. Okay, um, library or bookstore? Library, 100%. I think I only bought two books this year out of 80. Oh my goodness. I need to do a better job (laughs) about that. I, can I specify though, I want to go to a used bookstore. I just love like the character of used bookstores and like. Oh, for sure. That's like my favorite, my favorite part. Not like a Barnes and Noble. Not that I'd complain. I don't have room for all the books I read. Like 80 books a year. First of all, how much money would that be if, I mean, that's like $800 if the average book is $10, like. It's so much money, and I and I have nowhere to put them. <laughs> so I keep running out of room. We just like kind of looked at our budget for next year, especially with the baby coming. And I was like, which line item is for my book? Like I was stressed about books and bookshelves <laughs> specifically in our budget. It's a big investment. It really is. Um, what about? Would you rather meet your favorite author or meet your favorite character? Character, a hundred percent. I don't know. That's not even a question. Are you kidding me? You wouldn't, like, really? If, like, Jane from Dread Nation came to town, you wouldn't want to sit down and have lunch with her? Okay, I mean, let's be real. I want to do both. I just, like, also, I'm, like, fascinated by authors who create these worlds. And especially some of my favorite authors have written, like, multiple series that I like. And they kind of know the character. I mean, I'm just saying it's not as straightforward to me. It's not 100% clear. I don't know. I think I'd probably still pick character, but I, like, love the idea of meeting my favorite authors. Well, I've met a lot of authors that we've read on this podcast, and, like, they're all so nice, but I feel like... Okay, well, in my vision, it's not the way I meet them where I, like, can't form a sentence and it's, like, five seconds and we shake hands or whatever. It's, like, we're friends and they come over for tea and, like, I don't even drink tea, but in my vision, we do. Um... (laughs) I think I'd rather hang out with Vasilisa or Jane or Gari. I think I'd probably pick character, but it is not as straightforward to me. But like meeting Marie Lou or something and like having, like becoming her friend and. I feel like I would feel so inferior next to them though. Like. Well, I think I would you know, be but... similar in front of some of these characters too though. <laughs> okay. What about um, classics or new releases? Would we consider a classic? I guess. What if we just say, like, would you rather read stuff that comes out, like, within the last 12 months, or would you rather read, st- like, stuff that's been out for a while, even if it's not, like, a true mm, classic? I think I'm more in cont- into contemporary. Uh, the problem with Bookstagram is that I hear about, like, I'm always hearing about the latest, newest thing or whatever on yeah. Instagram now that I, like, always want to read. There aren't that many classics that I haven't read that I'm like, oh, I really want to read that. Like, I have no desire to be like, oh, I really want to pick up Grapes of Wrath because I haven't read that. Like, I don't have that calling. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and then usually when I do, like, 
recently, what was it? Oh, I had never read Dracula. And so I was like, I really need to like sit down and read Dracula. Oh my God, I couldn't understand a thing. It was so boring. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm really into like true, true classics. But I feel like there's a ton of books from like, I don't know, five to 10 years ago even that I just missed because I can't possibly keep up with stuff. And in some ways I prefer that to like literally the latest release. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there's always like... There's always that kind of nagging, like, oh, I saw this book and it was everywhere that year and I never got to it. And I mean, that's just life as a reader. Yeah, right. Um, okay, would you rather have, this is kind of an interesting one, unlimited free books or live inside your favorite book? Unlimited free books. I think so too. I mean, what book, are you, like, let me ask you this. What series would you want to live in? Because I can't think of one. I'd probably still go back to like Harry Potter. Even, I mean, like (laughs) problems with J.K. Rowling and stuff. But like, I I still just like love what it was as a kid. I don't know. (laughs) And if I could be a witch. No, yeah. It's so brutal. It's still like so, I mean, obviously our world's brutal too. But um, I'm trying to look back and see like if there's any world I want to live in. No, I mean, you're right. Especially when we're, like, you need conflict in books, so what we're reading about tends to be, like, (laughs) at at a minimum, hard times for the main characters, if not, like, revolutions going on and, like, you know, terrible governments being overthrown and, like, whatever. I thought of one. What? I would like to live in the chimera world of Daughter of Smoke and Bone. I am surprised you didn't say that, actually, earlier. Yes. I, you do, I know you want to do that. (laughs) my big dream you are right i just want to be a chimera but unlimited free books would be like the best but i'd also need somehow like um what i really need is not unlimited free books what i need is like a way to like pause time so i can read as much as i want without like getting older or something Mm. (laughs) i know i know there's not enough time there's just uh and i mean we do really well like you read a hundred books this year like most people read like 20 if they're lucky I feel like I'm not even scratching the surface. And I still feel like I haven't read anything. Yeah. <laughs> or I still feel like there's so many I haven't read. I guess I feel like I've read a lot, but I there's it's not like I've gotten everything I want to get to by any means. And you, I think we both are kind of maybe, I don't know if it's unique, but I think we both read very widely. Um, yeah. You know, I... Lots I, of genres. Yeah, tons of genres. Would you rather not be allowed any new books... Or not be allowed to reread. Oh. Ever. Not be allowed to reread. These questions are easy. Some people are big rereaders. I wasn't sure if you were at all or not. I very rarely reread. Me too. I always think I'll go back or like I'm like, oh, I love this writing or especially when I read something fast because I'm like enjoying it and I want to get through it. But then I'm like, oh, I want to go back and like savor it or something. But I never do because there's so many books I haven't read. I do wish that my memory was a little bit better because... There were some books that I read that, like, I could not tell you what happened in them. Like, I feel so bad saying it, but I could not tell you what happened in Ash Princess. It's all a blur. I had to refresh my memory. I forgot, too, at first. Well, I think I told you this before, probably on the podcast, but there was a... I was looking at a bookshelf. My books are sorted differently, so I have, like, bookshelves of books where everything in it is stuff I've read. And I saw a book there, and I was like, I have not read this. And then I checked on Goodreads, and I had read it and rated it and written a review on it. Oh, my gosh. And I read my own review, and I still could not recall anything about it. And I had read it within the last six months. Like, it wasn't even, like, years ago. It was 
Yeah. I'm sure if I started actually reading it again, hopefully maybe some of it would come back, but who knows? I'm glad I'm not the only one that that happens to. <laughs> um, what do you, are you a bookmark user? What is your, how do you mark your spot in a book? So don't judge me. I used to do the teeniest, tiniest little dog ears. like Dog just ears. The, <sighs> but just like the very teeniest tip. So like it was never noticeable. But this Christmas, our good friend Josh sent us these little, tiny little like bookmarkers that you can slip yep. into a page. And have you been doing it? I love them. Yeah. <laughs> I use them constantly, and they're so nice because they're tiny and like they don't fall out. Oh my god, I am obsessed. <laughs> I really, really like them. They are awesome. I am a big like bookmark user but I also can't keep track of bookmarks so I use like receipts tissues like <laughs> oh no I don't fold pages I'm like really I don't even crack the spines of most of my books I think I've told you this before I'm like really weird about my books but I do use bookmarks or something to mark my page but I need to I have Josh's on my desk and I haven't actually used it yet I should do that they're great and then last question do you prefer to like sit down and finish a book in one sitting like have a day of reading or do you like to make it stretch out and like read a little bit every day or what's your approach to to Um, that in a perfect world I I do both and I can't I honestly Mm -hmm. can't tell you which one I like better like I just the latest book I just read was The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett Ooh, that was one of my favorites this year too I read it in a day I love that one I read it just cover to cover I think I maybe stopped for a break like once or twice but other books I kind of I'm not the type of person who like likes to savor books like if a book is good I want to read it as fast as I can I'm not and and, like I'll put it down because I have to tend to my life but I'm I'm not one to be like oh I'll just read one chapter and then stop like oh no I I will get through it as fast as I can yep I agree I saw something the other day that was like I have trouble sleeping uh, my condition's called reading or something like that. And I was like, that's me. Like, if I'm really in a book, I have trouble, like, turning off the light and going to bed or whatever. But I'm also, like, I don't need to know. Like, it's not like, yes, if I have four hours of open time on a Saturday, I'm probably reading. But I'm okay. If I have, like, five minutes of free time, I'm also probably reading. I just, like, read whenever and wherever I can. Yeah. And that's, I feel like that's the only way you get through a hundred books a year is like you find little pockets of time. It's not a big thing where you're like, now I'm going to sit down and read. It's just like, oh, I have five minutes before my meeting. Let's open my Kindle app and. Yep. And like, I literally like, hopefully I probably offend people, but everywhere I go, I have a book with me. I may not open it the whole time, but like, I'd rather bring it and (laughs) not read it than have time and have nothing to read. (laughs) I think I was talking to our our friend Robert about this and it's like there has to be a name for this fear or this phobia where you're caught with spare time and you don't have a book with you. I have that for sure. Because I have that for sure. Like if (laughs) like if like before when we we used to travel in public transportation before COVID like the worst thing would be to be on a train and not have a book. Like I can't even imagine. Sometimes I'd carry two. And sometimes I'd even... Yeah, I was going to say if I was almost done with a book, and that that's where hardback <laughs> books be, do become a problem when I would, like, commute, especially with, like, an hour-long commute to work, because then I have a decent chunk of a book left, but I wasn't sure if I could make it there and back and not, you know, so I'd have, like, two heavy books in my bag. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that was fun. Those were all my questions for you for today. Anything else we want to do in this recap? I think we should announce 
Um, we're going to do a little bit of a change yep. for next season. But we want to give ourselves a breather. There's a, Katie has a baby on the way, which is super exciting. And so we are going to be reducing the number of books we read. We're doing a half a book every two weeks instead of every week. Yep. Yeah. Basically, we'll have an extra week between episodes. So instead of like every Wednesday, we'll do every other Wednesday. Which that doesn't sound so bad, but I know... I think I, I just want to put out the best podcast that yep. we can. And I think this year we both pushed ourselves a little bit too mm-hmm. hard uh, just with everything that was going on. And, you know, we want we want a good show. We don't want to be rushing it. We want it to still be fun. We want to still be able to do good research. And I do think, I'm not going to make any like huge promises, but I think by slowing down a little bit on that side, we will be able to at least dabble with some of the other things that we've kind of wanted to try and just not had time for. I absolutely agree. Yeah. It'll just be a nice breather instead of feeling so rushed. Yeah. And yeah, the baby thing, I have no idea what to expect. But um, if, <laughs> between Toby and Ace, I'm sure editing will be a lot harder once the baby comes too because they'll probably be crying and whatnot as well. Me or the baby. Well, you know I'm happy to edit. <laughs> I'm happy to carry that load. She, you've already done uh, the majority, probably the whole time, but especially this year. And last year I had like the wedding thing. I, I'm really good at coming up with excuses for why Marissa should do most of the editing. So, <laughs> Well, you help me out too. You know, I... We're a team. But yes, exactly. Yeah. We are. But yeah, so hopefully that is okay with you all or you'll go on this journey with us and just read more in between or whatever. But um, also if you have ideas of things you'd be interested to hear us share or would like to see us do or book suggestions or anything, we are on uh, Facebook and Instagram at MNK Talk YA. And we're also on, you can reach us at MNK Talk YA at gmail.com. And we're also on Spotify. It's so awkward when we do it out of order. I know. <laughs> I'm off script. <laughs> um, do you want to tell everyone about the next book we're going to read? Yes. I am so excited about this Me because too. I've been wanting to read it since, like... It came out? The first book came out in 2015. Oh my gosh. And I, like, saw it places and then anyone I know who's read it was like, you will love this, but... Um, we're going to be reading, it is a quadrology, an Ember in the Ashes series by Saba Tahir. And I saw there's also a graphic novel prequel, so we could really live in this world for a little while. Yes. And I'm just so glad the final book finally came out so we can yes. read it because we've been sitting on this, I think, since we started the podcast. I didn't even have to buy it because I bought it like years ago and it's just been on my bookshelf. Like, me too. Taunting me. Yes. <laughs> um... So, would you like me to read the inside cover? Please do. Okay. Oh, man. Let's see if I can... I didn't pre-read it. Okay. <laughs> Leia is a slave. Elias is a soldier. Neither is free. Under the martial empire, defiance is met with death. Those who do not vow their blood and bodies to the emperor risk the execution of their loved ones and the destruction of all they hold dear. Low stakes. I'm just kidding. Um, Jeez Louise. Talk about a world I don't want to live in. It is in this brutal world inspired by ancient Rome that Leia lives with her grandparents and older brother. The family ekes out an existence in the Empire's impoverished back streets. They do not challenge the Empire. They've seen what happens to those who do. But when Leia's brother is arrested for treason, Leia is forced to make a decision. In exchange for help from rebels who promise to rescue her brother, she will risk her life to spy for them from within the Empire's greatest military academy. 
There she meets Elias, the school's finest soldier, and secretly, it's most unwilling. Elias wants only to be free of the tyranny he's being trained to enforce. He and Leia will soon realize that their destinies are intertwined and that their choices will change the fate of the Empire itself. Sounds great. And again, so there's four books. The fourth one came out, I don't know, two months ago, three months ago? Very recently, yeah. Not that long ago. And I've heard nothing but good things. So I am extremely excited. And we'll read up to chapter 24, I think. XXIV. That's 24, right? Sure is. (laughs) Elias. So um, I'm guessing we get different perspectives. But uh, yeah, I I think I've told you this, or maybe I haven't, but I can count to 18 in Roman numerals really, really well. But then for some reason after that, I (laughs) start to get confused. (laughs) Um, That's a great talent. (laughs) You don't even know how to respond to that. I just can't think of a, a, a reason why you would need to count in Roman numerals anymore. So... Let me just do it for you real quick. I I I I I I I V V V I V I V I I I I X X X I X I I X I I I X I V X V X V I X V I I X V I I I. That's eighteen. You've done this for me before. This sounds familiar. There was a children's song I really enjoyed that involved counting wheels on a big rig. In multiple ways, and there are 18 wheels on a big rig, so in one verse, we count with Roman numerals. Wow. <laughs> um, are there, and there are 18 chapters in this? There are at least 18 chapters. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, great. Yeah. I can't wait for you to have that moment. <laughs> so I'll sing every time we get to a new chapter until we hit chapter 19, and then I'll, then I'll be able to focus better. No, then you'll be confused. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where we are. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, whose turn is it to tell a joke? I think yours. Is it mine? Okay. I got, actually, for Christmas, um, I got a whole calendar of dad jokes. Oh, man. So, I don't know if all of them are appropriate. Do we care about that on this show? I'm just kidding. It has to be a family-friendly <laughs> joke for it to be a dad joke, I feel. Okay. Yes. <laughs> this isn't even a joke. Okay. The past, present, and future walk into a bar. <laughs> It was tense. <laughs> no, that's a joke. Because anytime you have something or someone walking into a bar, it automatically becomes a joke. And it's totally a dad joke. Okay. I like it. Um, here's another one. What did the shy pebble wish? The shy pebble? Like a small rock? Mm-hmm. What did she wish for? I have no idea. That she was a little bolder. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is going to be good. I can tell already. It's going to be a good year. <laughs> oh, I like that a lot. Um, So our last episode of the year, we're going to be posting it on New Year's Eve. And it is our bloopers reel. So everyone look forward to that. Uh, let me tell you, it was the longest bloopers reel <laughs> we have ever had. Thanks, Toby. Just kidding. Yes, it wasn't just him. Toby, Banjo, our husbands, Loud Noises us forgetting every name in every book we've ever read like oh boy it's a doozy it is so embarrassing to hear it like back to back and it's like do do I read anything (laughs) like how can I not remember a single name ever (laughs) it was a tough year that's all I'll say (laughs) but it was fun and we got through it it was it was a 2020 year you guys have all lived through it you know what it was like (laughs) I mean it's reflected in the podcast for sure (laughs) all right we will see you guys in 2021 Bye, bookworms. Go get a library card.
M&K Talk YA is produced and edited by Marissa Snyder and Katie Bradford. Original music composition by Timothy Milkey. Logo design by Marissa Snyder. For updates and extras, visit mnktalkya.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. We would like to thank James Tobias, Chad Snyder, Meredith Kelfie, and Michael Howard for all of their support. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.